show you, I'm gonna show you how to operate in a spirit. This is Happy Life Studios. This message is for you. This message is for you. This message is singular to you. It's not for anybody else. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to understand. Hey, are you happy? Now that's a great question. Does the sun set high? Does the sun set high? Welcome to Happy Life Studios. Welcome to Happy Life, you happy lifers. Have another special treat for you. We got Tony here from Camp Daniel, a good friend of mine, guy. I I come out to Camp Daniel quite a bit because it helps me get my my head right. But Tony, welcome. Thanks for joining us at Camp Daniel. Thanks for having me. (laughs) (laughs) I I wanted to get inside of um, your head a little bit, Tony, today. I know that's a scary place to be, but um, I like how your head functions because I can relate to it a lot. It's always working. It's always got thoughts going on. And God created created you, Tony, to be a fixer. So the problem with that is you see things that are broken a lot. But I don't really want to talk about that right now. I want to talk a little bit about Camp Daniel. And I was wondering if you had any uh, good stories, any funny stories that you could share. Because Camp Daniel is full of uh, <laughs> hilarity. I mean, you just laugh every day, every night. You laugh thinking about the day that went through you. So you got any good stories for us? Um, none that are appropriate for <laughs> podcast or radio. <laughs> they all involve poop and uh, throwing up. And Camp Daniel is is uh, considered to be horribly wonderful. So you can only imagine what the horrible is. Yeah, yeah. Like the Grinch, he got a horribly wonderful idea. Actually, I do have one. I just you do to really. Yeah, yeah. There was a uh, there's a lady that named Josie that comes to camp, and she's in her early nineties now. She has cerebral palsy. And she's like the sweet old lady of camp. She talks real quiet. She's in a wheelchair. She had the same caregiver for 30-some years. And uh, Josie wanted to sing at her talent show. And so I knelt down beside her with a microphone and held it up to her mouth, all excited for what Josie was going to sing. Because the year before, Josie sang Jesus Loves Me, and it brought the house down. It was an incredible moment. But she was very excited about what she was going to sing this time. So... I held the microphone up and it was quiet for like a minute and then she started to sing roll out the barrel we'll have a barrel of fun did everyone start raising their hands in the air shouting hallelujah <laughs> the, the, the house came down it was it was quite the moment remember when floyd came up and he was lit about something man he was mad about something and i thought he wanted to share something in the microphone remember it was the evening service and we were outside around the fire pit and we do that a lot of times for the evening uh get together the service thing and so i hand him the microphone and remember he just started i'll tell you and luckily you couldn't understand him but i think there were some swear words in there but i couldn't quite tell but he was just letting everyone have it and it was funny because james the music guy was up next so i was just like james you can take it from here that's nice (laughs) oh tony why do you why do you do camp daniel and how do you do camp daniel how is camp daniel like other camps or is it different from other camps um, I'm sure it's like other camps. Well, actually, I maybe I don't know because I never I didn't grow up going to camp, and I, the first camp I ever went to was Camp Daniel based. <laughs> so, uh, you know what I know of camps are from movies and um, stories that I've heard from other people. So I'm not I'm a camp director who 
never went to camp, which sounds stupid. <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of the Camp Daniel way, though. <laughs> and I didn't come into this, you know, skipping and joyful. It was um, fighting and scratching, and it, this isn't what this is not the plan I had for my life. <laughs> not even close. Um, but God has a way of um, bringing you on a journey, and and here I am, and. It's still the best thing in the world and the worst thing in the world. So uh, I love it and I hate it. And uh, I think that helps me know I'm right in the middle of the right place. It kind of, a lot of ways, reminds me of happy life and crappy life. It's kind of the same thing. In fact, uh, I was doing a, um, a crossword puzzle on my phone, and um, the clue was um, what doesn't exist without pain? And I could not figure it out. I should have been able to figure it out, but I couldn't figure it out. Now, if you were asking that question, I probably would have figured it out right away because that's we kind of know this at Camp Daniel. Um, but the answer was pleasure. Pleasure can't exist without pain. And oftentimes, and you know, you talk about the horrible, wonderful, and uh, wonderfully horrible week that we have when we're at Camp Daniel. And um, you know, happy's the same way. It's happy in the midst of the crappy. It's not getting rid of the negative so I could be happy. It's you can't always make the negative go away, right? Right. You know, and sometimes you have to learn how to see the right perspective, and and we can learn how to be happy in the midst of. I don't even know if we have to learn. I I think that th- why happy life has always resonated with me personally and with the ministry we do at Camp Daniel is that I don't think happy has to do with wonderful or horrible. I think happy is both, and so I think the more balanced that is the closer to happiness we are. And I, there is a movement of, you know, happiness rides on everything that's wonderful and amazing and beautiful. And I don't know if that's, I mean, that hasn't been my experience in life. There has to be an equal balance of horrible and wonderful. And it's not that I'm ever searching out the horrible or the hard stuff, but it's always there. And it, and I, I, my thing is not to be happier on days when things are hard than when days are easy. And that, and there's a balance in that, and I think you have to work towards that. Now, what do you mean a balance? Does that mean I need to be sad as much as I am happy? Um, no, I think we're all, you know, built. You know, I, my father who works with me is really even-keeled, so he, he's never too happy or too sad or too angry or too whatever. Um, but I tend to be more emotional up and down. Um, and I guess I'm not really talking about that emotional way of being or that those feelings it's it's more of um a, pr- a pretty deep satisfaction with each day and when things are hard or uh, things don't aren't coming together or um I can still sit down at the end of the day and feel uh, just a deep satisfaction that I'm in the place God wants me to be and maybe that takes us back to your first question I still have an answer 10 minutes later is um the, what is this and why do we do what we do and it's it's for me this is all about community we run a camp it's centered around people with disabilities but um we were born out of a concept that people with and without disabilities needed to be in community we needed to serve together we needed to love and so how do we do that camp is the easy vehicle for us to do that so that's why we do uh, this in a camp setting, but it's really and truly about real community. And so um, I need, you know, I need people in my life that are hard and different than me and I struggle with, and I need people who are just like me, um, who can sit by me day after day. It's There's a balance in ultimately in relationship for me that that's where, where the balance comes. It's in the relationship. And then the feelings that I get from the relationship are a very secondary thing in the end. 
Would you say that, um, I've heard this said before, so I want to know what your thoughts are on it. Um, camp Daniel, it's funny, we call it a camp, but it's not really a camp. It's more like a, a lifestyle. What would you say to that? It is. It's we, we, a camp, is just, it's a program. Again, it's, it's the, you know, you can travel by plane, train, or automobile. Here we happen to, you know, travel by camp. So uh, it could be anything. Um, so the fact that we run camps, it's important. It helps us uh, gather people together. But in the end, everything we do is related to building relationship. And if you build relationship, you automatically build community um, through those relationships. The more people you attach to that, the more the community grows. So, And can, uh, you, can you touch on that? You've mentioned that a couple times now. Why is community so important to Camp Daniel, to the way we do things here? Um, well, I think first and foremost, because we are born out of a culture of people who are uh, kind of cemented together in a subculture in America through rejection, through inability. Disability brings all different kinds of shortcoming according to what typical society says. So you have a group of people that are bonded together through an experience that is sometimes fairly negative. And so then it, a lot of what we're defined by is by what we don't have or can't do. So when you say disability, it's kind of a negative definition. And I'm not all about changing the definition to differently abled or anything else. I don't have an issue with that. I think God created us with shortcomings on purpose. I think that's part of the human experience. And he's then given us other people. And here at Camp Daniel, we we base that. Ultimately, we go back to the fact that God made Adam and then he told Adam, I, didn't, I made you to need, I, ne- I made you to be uh, dependent, so I'm making Eve to help you. Um, so that tells me we need each other. And, and people with disabilities uh, are just the most beautiful picture of that. I mean, if you're going to paint a painting of what uh, dependents look like, you would probably paint somebody like I talked about Josie, somebody who has cerebral palsy, who's in a wheelchair, uh, who need, needs help to eat, to bathe, to do all the things that she does, but she has a beautiful, loving spirit like few people I've ever met. And uh, so she brings something to the table that I need, I have to have. Um, and then there's things that we can bring her that she has to have. And ultimately, that's right back to the garden. That's how God planned the whole deal. And so I want to be living you know, the lifestyle that I really believe uh, God set us upon you know, from the beginning. And, and so that's what Camp Daniel it's really based on that, and that's the kind of community. When I say community, I probably mean dependence, but that's not people don't. That's a word people don't want to know right, about. Right. People don't like that word, especially yeah, in America. Yeah, because we, we we all want to be independent, right? right? We don't want to have to rely upon anybody else. Right. But you would say that that is dangerous for somebody. Well, I, yeah, that's that's when I'm at my worst. If I'm independent, if I'm on my own, you can pretty much guarantee that I'm going to come crawling back, having messed something up, because. I certainly don't have, you know, I'm, I'm a camp director who's never been to camp. Obviously, I'm going to need a lot of help pulling off a camp. Um, and so we've gathered a, a large team and uh, people, God just keeps bringing people along and, and everybody has something to contribute. And it's all a matter of, you know, how do we get that all in the pot and stir it up that uh, turns into something that's really good in the end. It's hard to see that because we see our weaknesses and we see things that we don't like. We can't imagine throwing that into the mix. We could imagine if we're making a for lack of a better word, a recipe or a, making some 
chocolate cake. Let's talk about that because I love chocolate cake, right? <laughs> you like ice cream. But if we're, if we're making that to throw something in the mix, I wouldn't want to throw my weakness in there. But would you say that, I mean, from what I've seen when I've been at Camp Daniel, it's all these, it's not everybody's strengths. Well, I guess it is, but I'll explain that in a second. But everybody's weakness is thrown in the pot. It turns into something beautiful. It's like you mix these things and on their own, they seem really weak and ugly. But when they're together, they just, I don't know, the aroma is just, the, the taste, it's just a wonderful thing. And I think what it does, maybe that's because, I don't know, you give me your input, but maybe it's because when when you're weak, it allows my strength to rise up and help. Is it because our weaknesses are magnified that our strengths are magnified as well? Or first of all, do you agree with that statement about everybody's weakness being thrown in the pot, becoming something beautiful? And if you do agree with it, then why do you think that becomes a beautiful thing? Everybody's weakness is thrown in the pot, but everybody's strength is thrown in the pot too. And so the culture we deal with are people on the margins that are, you know, way on the fringes that um, you won't see in ch- churches. You won't see in society generally. I mean, you, if you go to Walmart, you might see a greeter who has a disability. But by and large, we don't see people with disabilities out and about in the community in the percentages that they exist in our community. So um, the goal is to, to to take the people from all walks of life, all different from you know people that are pastors leading churches to people that may never, ever go to church and get them all in the same pot. And I don't. I think all weakness alone, that's just a big pile of muck that nobody wants to be in. All strength alone, I think it shows nothing. There's nothing's powerful then. Um, and I, so I think you can't, I think strength and weakness can't be separated. Ultimately, that's, that's my theory, that's that you have to have both. And I think Jesus was the walking version of the most you know, powerful human because he was God. But yet he died on the cross, you know, so humbled and so weak. Uh, how does that coexist, you know, within the same person? Those are things that I want to know about. And being around people like that helped me to understand that better. In fact, didn't it say about him in Isaiah 53 from the Bible? It says that he was a man that was despised and rejected by men. A man who men would hide their faces from. When he would walk past him, they would turn away and look away from him. They would reject him. I mean, that's who Jesus was. Right. So do you think that he could relate to people with disabilities? Yeah, I think that that's, you know, and and that's what's hard because people with disabilities feel like that on a daily basis. So they feel little value and they feel within society that's their experience. And and so you get a group of people like that together in a loving situation, it creates a community that's, it's it's unlike anything else that I right. get to experience. It's, it's one of the most powerful things I've ever experienced, too. Yeah. And I've, I've traveled a lot, but I don't see what I see at Camp Daniel. There's a reason why I give my entire summer to, to Camp Daniel, right. you know. And I've been to a couple of other camps, too, for people with disabilities. And those were powerful as well. In fact, um, in 1 Corinthians, uh, in the New Testament, chapter 1, verse 26, it says, Take a good look, friends, at who you were when you got called into this life. I don't see many of, quote, the brightest and the best, end quote, among you. Not many influential, not many from high society families. Isn't it obvious that God deliberately chose men and women that the culture overlooks and exploits and abuses, chose these, quote, nobodies, end quote, to expose the hollow pretensions of the, quote, somebodies, end quote. That makes it quite clear that none of you can get by with blowing your own horn before God. I mean, isn't that what... Camp Daniel is. Isn't that why it's so powerful? I mean, these are the people that God uses. And so we're afraid of letting our weakness out, let people see our weakness. But God uses our weakness according to what I just 
read right there. You agree with that? Yeah, I I think that God uses all everybody because everybody's weak. And I think what the one thing that happens at Camp Daniel is that weakness is on display in a powerful way, but a matter of fact way. It's it's accepted, it's embraced. And so then everybody is able and willing to put their weakness on display, like Paul talks about. And that's a powerful tool that 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 the, the people with disabilities that culture brings to to us as a, a you know a community at Camp Daniel is we're allowed to put our weakness on display. It becomes a badge of honor in a, in a week of Camp Daniel, whereas in out in society, it's you're, we're looking for places. Um, to try to find that. And so spend a week where that's just a, a given good thing. I, I need that because <laughs> my weaknesses are often are hard to hide. So when I'm at a week at Camp, at Camp Daniel, I, even as a director, I fit in because I have a lot of weaknesses and, and they're readily accepted there because it's just part of culture. And boy, if we could transfer that to churches and communities that exist around the United States today that that could put everything on its ear. It could change everything, literally change everything. In fact, I think that's why I want to bring as many people to Camp Daniel as possible because you just have to see it and be a part of it and understand. For me, I when I see a group of people that need somebody else to exist, that, that can't hide their weakness, it just helps me come out of my my shell and it helps me be more me because I realize it's not about my perfection or it's not about my strengths. It's about all of me ugly as well as beauty in fact with that podcast we did when we talked about when i was out here doing your daughter's wedding you know and your daughter said told in their, in their you know vows that she you know i see your strength and i've seen i've seen you in your what how did she say that i've seen you seen at your best and your worst, worst and, and i accept both and i accept both and that's it that's the if you wanted me to tell a funny story at camp daniel i one time made a fake brochure that said um Come to a week at Camp Daniel and, and be weak. <laughs> and everybody that looked at it thought it was funny, but it's not. How do you advertise that? I don't. Right. I'm not saying we do everything better than anybody else, or we have any leg up on any other camp. I mean, we try and do the best we can. We're artistic. We're creative. We're a lot of things. But ultimately, I don't. This is going to sound bad, but I don't. I'm not shooting to be the happiest place on earth, like Walt Disney. I want to be the weakest place on earth because if we're the weakest place on earth, I think that leads directly into the real happiness that we want and we all desire and that we're designed to have. And so, if if we believe and accept that weakness is this important thing that we all need, and it is directly connected to happiness. Um, now you have the connecting point of why Happy Life in Camp Daniel as communities are so closely connected and why um, they're important to each other. And uh, and so um, I think that's why uh, we're together a lot. I think that's why you're here a lot. We, right. it just, they're, they're very, those two things are very closely connected. And, uh, and it's a cool thing, I think, and it's a growing thing. I think both communities are growing and um, I don't even like saying both communities because I think at this point we're all one community and that's a cool deal that's happening. And so if you want to increase your happiness, I would recommend that you come to a week of camp at Camp Daniel this summer. Um, 
and even if you can come, if you can't come for a week, but come for a day. I mean, it's worth. If you have to take a flight, a bus, um, if you have to crawl here, I mean, it is it is worth it. The, I just don't know how else to explain it, and I think that's one reason why you know I talk about Camp Daniel a lot because I'm here a lot, and because, like you said, we are really the same community, and it just it just makes sense. They they just go together, like Wamalama, Ding Dang, Bong Chi Bong Chi Bong. We go together. So if there's anybody that would like to come this summer to camp, where would they go to find out more information and uh, sign up for a week of camp? And if, if they just want to come up for a day, do they still need to let you know? Can they just show up? Or is it good to let you know in advance? It's good or? to let me know, but you could just show up. Okay. <laughs> all right. pretty easy going. But CampDaniel.org is our website. Uh, Camp Daniel's on Facebook and you know, Twitter and all this other all stuff, that stuff that's out there. So, so all right. All there's, right. Uh, you can find us. Just type us in. Well, we talked a little bit off mic, and I would like to, if you're okay with it, Tony, I would like to record another podcast to go along with us about what we talked about, the whole um, God chose the foolish things of the world, the things that people expose and exploit and um, and abuse. He chose them, and you said something really cool, and, and I'd like to do a whole other podcast on that. Um, so would you be okay with that? Yep. All right, sweet. All right, so stay tuned, and we will post that for you in the coming weeks as well. Thanks for listening. Steve A's.